Do you know that from your position, you can change your situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word. It gives light and understanding to the simple. Our hearts are open once again to receive your word. We ask that your word will come to everyone here present. And our lives will be changed and transformed because of your word. And we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please shout hallelujah one more time. Please, you may be seated in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Let's look at the administration of the mercy of God. There's economy in the kingdom of God. There is an economy in the kingdom of God called the economy of God's mercy. The mercy of God is like um, a faculty in a university. There's the faculty of mercy. There's the faculty of grace. There's the faculty of favor. I told you last week that the love of God is the host of the three streams that flow from the love of God. That same love. Mercy, grace, and what? Favor. Now, mercy is not grace, and grace is not mercy. Okay? Mercy is not grace. Grace is not mercy. Favor is different from grace. Okay? But they are all related in the love nature of God. First John 4 and verse 8 tells us that God is love. First John 4 and verse 16 tells us that God is love. So God is love. And because God is love, we understand that he is merciful, he is gracious, and he gives favor. Lift up your hand. Say, my God... Is merciful, it gives grace, it gives favor. Amen. When he introduced himself to Moses in Exodus chapter number 34 and verse 6, Exodus 34 and verse 6 says, And the Lord passed by before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Now, God is a merciful God. God is a merciful God. Mercy is his nature. Mercy is his being. Mercy is his person. Mercy mercy is is God's life. God is merciful. The Bible says he's plenteous in mercy. Glory to God. He's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. So God is merciful. Now, of all the um, virtues, let me put it that way, that flow out of the love nature of God, okay? The first that you must come in contact with to be able to interact with the other two is mercy. Mercy is the first thing you come in contact with. Hebrews chapter number 4 and verse 16 tells us, it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of what? Grace. Now it's a throne of grace. And that same throne is also known as the mercy seat. Amen. The throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
So mercy first. You obtain mercy, then you find grace. Grace is what comes to you as a result of the mercy you have found. Okay? Now, mercy here is the compassion of God. Now, when we talk about mercy, that's the compassion of God. Another name for mercy is what? Compassion. It is also known as loving kindness. Loving kindness. Amen? That's the mercy of God. So, the mercy of God is God's compassion. Now, if you study um, the Hebrew word mercy, okay, used in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and then if you read in the Septuagint, I don't want to take you through all those details. <laughs> all right, translation of the um, Bible, okay, written in Hebrew, the New Testament, all right, and the Old Testament written in Hebrew, translated to Greek, okay, by 70 Hebrew men, Septuagint. Praise God. All right. And if you look at the key word mercy, come and say mercy. All right. Mercy here in Hebrew is always plural. It is in English that you can have mercies and then mercies. Okay. But if you read it in Hebrew, it's always in the plural, the plural form. Amen. And that word means compassions compassions okay so what it means is this how many of us have been pressed before you just felt like you know going to use the toilet anybody like that you've been pressed (laughs) i mean not like you just walked in you sat on the wc and nothing was coming out and you were chatting with your friend i mean really pressed you were pressed then you had to hold up and hold on and hold out. <laughs> and hold in. <laughs> Praise God. And then you got there. The moment your boat landed on the thing. Amen. It just came out. So, But before then, something had been moving in your bowels. Your bowels. Amen. Your bowels had been moving. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. What do you call that? Is this large intestine, right? Uh-huh. You've been, you've been moving, moving. Moving, moving. Okay? Now, if you ask any Hebrew scholar who is learned in the Torah, okay? Okay? The Torah is the first five books, okay, of the Bible. Amen? Written by Moses under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But we don't have seven books of Moses. We don't have seven. We have five. So if you find any book, seven books of Moses, don't read it. (laughs) Because the Bible identifies and recognizes how many? Five. Five. Let's go. Genesis, come on now. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Okay, what's the sixth one? What about seventh? So, the word mercies, listen very carefully, simply means um, the movement of the bowels of God, the intestines of God. Are you what I'm saying here? Now, it, the Hebrew scholar in Torah believes, based on the interpretation of the Bible and the presentation in terms of the meaning of the words, okay, 
I used mercy, grace, favor, and all those things. But primarily now, mercy. Mercy simply means that the powers of God, all right, are always moving, always moving, always moving, always moving. All right. In other words, that means the powers of God are moving such that God is always pressed, and He wants to do the thing. And what he wants to do, he wants to release mercy. That when, you know, it gives him joy. How many of us know when you run into the toilet, all right, and you are so pressed, you know why? When you do, you know, like, you are like, ah, my God. (laughs) For some, you were already sweating before you entered into the the toilet. Amen. So for God, what gives him relief is mercy. Showing mercy. So in, um, okay, so thank you. That's the word there. H 7356. Okay, compassion in the plural. Did you see it? Uh, We did a bit of study. Praise God. By extension, the womb. As cherishing the fetus. By implication, a maiden. Bowers, compassion, damsel, tender love, great tender mercy, amen, pity, womb. It's like the womb is moving and the baby wants to come out. And the thing about God is that the bowers of God are so full of mercy per time that if God does not release mercy per second, God feels uncomfortable. Amen. How many of us got that? That's the picture of the mercies of God. It's always in plural in the Hebrew. All right, so. But the mercy of God um, is a virtue that you receive. You receive that virtue, okay, um, by the protocol of God's presence. There's a protocol for the administration of the mercy of God. Are you for what I'm saying here? There's a protocol. Now, what is that protocol? And that's what I want to show us today in the Bible. Amen? Now, if you find, if you obtain mercy before God, you will find grace. If you obtain mercy, you'll find favor. If you obtain mercy, you'll find blessings. If you obtain mercy you'll find breakthroughs. If you obtain mercy, you'll find your husband. If you obtain mercy, you'll find your wife. If you obtain mercy, you'll find everything that your heart desires. Why? Because the mercy of God is the first contact point. Amen? When it comes to God interacting with people, the mercy of God, he will show you his mercy first. Turn your Bibles to, let me just show you from scriptures. Psalm 89, quickly. Let's start the reading here from verse, um, let's, let's look at verse 14. Justice and judgment had the habitation of thy throne. Okay, so that means the house around God's throne, the foundation, is actually justice and what? Judgment. But it says, mercy and truth shall go before thy face. That means that mercy and truth goes before God. In other words, when God shows up now, what you will see of God, first and foremost, is what? Mercy. When he introduced himself to Moses, 
in Exodus 34 and verse 6. It says, the Lord passes by, passed by him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, come on now, merciful. That's the first thing. Now, the only time people are judged by God is when they ignore his mercy. God does not judge. That's not the first thing that judgment. No, 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 no. That's the habitation of his throne. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. So that's, that's powerful. Now, God is here now. What is God presenting to you? Mercy. Someone says, ah, God wants to kill me. No, 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 no. God is not trying to kill you. God is trying to bless you. Don't ignore the mercy of God. And if you don't have an education in the mercy of God, some people don't have a degree in the mercy of God. You need to go to school to learn of the mercy of God. You need an education, spiritual education, in the faculty of mercy. Some people don't know to just come and say, Mercy, Lord, mercy, mercy. And God says, This one does not understand. Amen. This one does not understand. So it's not just, ah, Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord. As good as that is, but that's not how to obtain mercy. You have to understand how to get it. Can someone say amen to that? And God has more than enough mercy for you. Can someone say amen to that? It's got more than enough. 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 You cannot exhaust the mercy of God. Nobody can exhaust it. More than enough. More than enough. If you believe it, say a big amen. Look at uh, the lamentation of Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah was crying. All right? In the Yoruba version, they call it Jeremiah. He, He was crying. Lamentations. 3 and verse 22. Can we read it together? Let's go. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. His compassions, I can't hear. His compassions, his compassions, all right. No, so fail not there is a little bit blind. His, his compassions do not stop, do not cease. Amen. That means there is there's always a continuous flow. When, when the compassion fails, it simply means that there is now, you know, a termination of that flow. Amen? The compassions of God don't stop flowing. They don't. Amen? Now, notice he didn't say it's compassion. He says compassions. It is of the Lord's mercies, the compassions of God. They fail not. Amen. Look at verse 23. Quickly. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Let's go. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. In other words, every day. All right. God says, I have new mercies for you. Do you want some? Do you want some? Do you want some? You cannot get to God. Listen very carefully. You cannot get to God and God says, there are no mercies anymore. The mercies of God are always abundantly available. They fail not. His compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. Now, I'm always very careful 
not to just um, get people excited about the mercy of God without understanding how to receive the mercy of God. Receiving the mercy of God here has to do with a good understanding of God's word. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Mm-hmm. Because if it was just mercy flowing on everybody, mercy just flowing on everybody, amen, we wouldn't have the issues we've had so far in the world. The whole world would be booming and beaming in the glory of God. <laughs> There's a protocol to it. All right. You want to learn about the protocol of God's mercy? So this economy, how do we receive the mercy of God? Receiving the mercy of God here has to do with knowledge of the word. Knowledge. Hebrews chapter number 4. We're ready now. Hebrews chapter number 4. We'll start the reading from verse... um, Let's start from verse 14. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our what? Profession. Come on, say hold fast. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Louder. Okay. What are we holding fast? Our profession. Our profession. So mark that word, hold fast, or that you know phrase, hold fast our profession. Hold fast, hold, hold fast, hold fast. Okay? So seeing then that we, go back to verse 14, please. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Verse 15. For we have not an high priest that which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore, now can we read it this way, taking a toll from verse um, 15. What's verse, what's verse, six, verse 14? I beg your pardon. Go to verse 14. Taking a toll from verse 14, let us hold fast our profession, right? It's still a flow of the same thought, right? So let's go. Taking a toll from verse 14, jump to verse 16 now. Let us therefore... Come boldly, holding fast our profession. Huh? I can't hear you. Huh? Okay. Holding fast our profession. Okay. Onto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Good. So what we are dealing with here is very powerful. That you don't come to the throne of grace without a profession. Not a career, a profession. The word profession there simply means what? Confession. Okay? So, you are coming boldly to the throne of grace, but there's a confession. Because you, you, there must, you, see, you don't come to the throne of grace empty-handed. You come with a profession. Now, what is that profession? Hebrews chapter number 10. Quickly. All right. If you start the reading from verse, uh, let's start from verse 20. uh, Let's start from verse, um, yeah. Let's start from verse, let me me confirm it so that I don't misfire. Um, Hebrews chapter number 10. Mm -hmm, Yeah. 
Alright, so let's start from verse 35. Yeah. Now, can we read together, everybody? One, two, three, let's go. Cast not away, therefore, thy confidence, which hath a great recompense of reward. So, confidence. Come on, say confidence. I can't hear you. Confidence. Now, confidence here says, cast it not away, which had a great recompense of reward. Go ahead. Come on, go on. Let's read. For that after you might receive the promise. All right, go ahead. Verse 37. Go on. Uh-huh. Good. All right. So go on, verse 39. Mm-hmm. Good. So this uh, profession here is actually known as the confidence that we have in God. Confidence. Come on, say confidence. All right, I can't hear you. Now, that is what we come with. The profession of our faith. It is of our faith. It is of confidence in God. Amen? You hold on to it. Now, what is that confidence based on? It is based on, what is it based on? What Christ has done for you. In other words, you're coming with that understanding that Christ has done something for you that you are aware of. On the premise of the finished work of Jesus Christ, you come and then you come boldly. And then you come boldly. You come boldly. Holding on to the profession of your faith, the profession of your confidence in God. You hold on to it. Can someone say amen to that? What is that profession? Christ died for me. The blood has been shed for me. Christ died for me. The blood has been shed for me. Glory to God. Amen. Now, you are now coming to the throne of grace. You cannot come in the strength and power of your own works. You cannot come in your own righteousness. You cannot come in the things that you have strength in and confidence in. You can only come in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Amen? Why? Because no flesh shall glory in his presence. You can't come into the presence of God and come and glory. No. You can't come glory in God's presence. It is not possible. First Corinthians chapter number 1. Let's start the reading from verse 26. Quickly. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 26. It says, For you, can we read together? For you see your calling, brethren, how that many, not many wise men, after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Go on. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Uh-huh. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Uh-huh. And base things of the world, that, the things that are despised, uh-huh, had God chosen, mm-hmm, yea, to bring to naught what things that are, go ahead, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Glory to God. Look at verse 30. Go on. Verse 30. Let's go. Let's read. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, of whom God is made unto us wisdom, uh-huh, righteousness, and sanctification and redemption. Uh-huh. Go on. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory where? In the Lord. In the Lord. Because the Lord has been made. Jesus Christ has been made unto us. Come on now. Righteousness. Uh-huh. 
sanctification, uh-huh, redemption, and what? Wisdom. So, he's our wisdom, he's our righteousness, he's our sanctification, he's our what? Redemption. Jesus Christ has made all that to us. So, there is no glorying in our own righteousness, in our own works. There's only glorying in what he has done for us. Amen? If you will glory at all, glory in the Lord. Can someone say amen to that? The moment you come before God... And you have something to glory of in yourself, then you are disqualified from the mercy of God. Mercy won't go forth. Mercy won't come out from the bowels of God to you. Why? Because you are glorying in yourself. This protocol is very powerful. All right. The moment you come before God, even if you have done well, all right, and you have done good, glory to God, you must come. Before God and say, Lord, you are my righteousness. Jesus died for me. The blood has been shed for me. Amen? Amen. On account of the finished work of Christ, you then approach the throne of God. When you approach the throne of God, that's the throne of grace. You're approaching with that consciousness that Jesus Christ is your all in all. He's your wisdom. He's your righteousness. He's your sanctification. And he's your redemption. Amen? Amen. If you don't do that, you're not qualified for mercy. Because mercy is what God gives you, not because you are worthy of it. Mercy is what God gives you because he's worthy of it. Now, the the gift of righteousness, the righteousness of faith, amen, is actually one of the gifts of mercy. It's the gift of mercy. In other words, whatever is given to you on account of God's credit, not your own credit, is actually the gift of mercy. Mercy cannot come to anyone on account of that person's credit. The recipient of mercy cannot glory over mercy. No, it is given by God on account of God's credit. His worthiness to give you mercy. Can someone say amen to that? Understand it. What I just shared with you now, it may take a lifetime for some people to understand it. I'm telling you, because of religion. Mm. But not you. I I, I can't hear. Say, not me. (laughs) All right. Now, when God spoke to Moses and told him of his grace and his mercy... All right, that Moses had found in his sight, in God's sight. God told Moses, he said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. It's, mercy is not at your discretion. Mercy is not within your jurisdiction. You didn't hear me. God has absorbed mercy from your discretion, the scope of your discretion, and the circumference of your jurisdiction. It is his choice. You didn't hear me. It is God's choice. Amen. So when we come, those who understand the protocol of the administration of the mercy of God, when they come to God, they cast themselves on God. They cast themselves on God. In other words, you say, Lord, I have come. 
You are my worthiness. You are my righteousness. You are my God. You are my King. You are my Lord. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and then you begin to worship God and dance before him. Amen? Why? Because you know that the administration of mercy is not at the discretion of the recipient of mercy. It is at the discretion of the giver of mercy. And the jurisdiction within which the mercy of God is administered to us is not within the scope of human thinking or righteousness. The mercies of God are high in the heavens. Nobody can attain to the mercies of God by self-righteousness. The mercies of God are in the heavens. Very high. Unattainable by anybody in self-righteousness. It is only by the righteousness of God that we can attain unto the mercies of God. Can someone say amen to that? Mm -hmm. So, the moment you lose touch of your profession of faith that Jesus died for you and on account of what Christ has done for you, you have come. Okay? There is a barrier between you and the mercy of God. You must hold on to your profession. Hold fast onto it. Hold fast onto it. Don't be carried away at the throne of grace. Hold fast to that profession of faith that Jesus died for you. Jesus died for you. The blood was shed for you. You hold fast onto it. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. That's very important. Hold fast. Hold fast. Amen. I said amen. amen. When things are happening around you, the enemy's goal is to shake you such that you forget that Jesus died for you. So that you are now coming and then you are just screaming. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And then the protocol in heaven says, what is happening here? On what account? Just have mercy on me. And God says, "Mm -mm." The justice of God's mercy is rooted in the finished work of Christ. Standing on that ground, you are justified already to have mercy from God and receive mercy. So you are going to hold fast the profession of your faith. Hold fast. Hold fast. Come on, say hold fast. fast. I can't hear you. Hold Hold fast. Now, when you hold fast the profession of your faith, then you must come boldly. Boldly. Now, coming boldly to the throne of grace simply means that the boldness here is not ruthlessness. The boldness here is not, you know, uh, brute confidence. The the boldness here is actually that you are bold on account of what Christ has done for you. Now, sometimes people come and say, well, I just come to receive mercy and I'm, I'm taking it now. I'm taking it now. And God says, where? That's not the kind of boldness we're talking about. Understand scriptures. Amen. It is a boldness that is founded on what is called. Um, okay, let me let me give you an example. During the Passover, 
when Israel was to be released from Egypt by the power of God through the hand of Moses, God inaugurated a feast called the Passover feast. Now the Passover feast was inaugurated by, you know, killing a lamb or a goat, blameless. Okay? And then the blood will be placed on the lintel and the two sides of the door. So that the angel of destruction that was to pass over the land of Egypt that night will pass the houses of the children of Israel over. Are you from what I'm saying here? All right. So God says, you will eat everything that evening, that night. You will roast it, don't boil it. Roast it with fire. Amen? When you roast it with fire, but you don't eat it with... Um, Leavened bread. You must eat it with an unleavened bread. And then you must eat it with bitter herbs. Bitter herbs here simply means while you are eating the Passover, you're feeling the bitterness. Did you, did you know what I'm saying here? Bitterness here, bitter herbs here simply means that when you're eating the Passover, there is repentance in your heart. You don't come with brute ruthlessness. You know, if you have done something wrong, you must feel the bitterness there. It's called godly sorrow. Yes, Did you get it? Yes, so you cannot partake of the Passover without feeling the bitter, bitterness of the bitter herbs. So it's not like, just come to take mercy. No. You are bold in what he has done for you. And then your heart goes, you, you lean on God. You trust in God. Do you understand what I'm saying here? There is this consciousness of godly awe and reverence. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, if you have done wrong, you don't say, nah, I'm going to eat my own Passover without bitter herbs. It will work. So that means you're coming, somebody who is coming to receive mercy, you have, you've done something wrong, but you are coming, all right, not afraid, not, you know, in fear. You're leaning on what Christ has done for you. And that is the ground on which you stand. And you're standing on that ground, okay, with that consciousness that your life depends on God. Your times are in his hands. The bitter herbs there, you look up to him. You, you lean on him. You expect his mercy to reach you. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And people will come, I just want mercy. And they do that, you know, this is how you know whether or not you'll receive mercy. This is how you know. You will know the, the, the results in your life will show that you have received mercy. People who came and just, I just grabbed mercy, I grabbed mercy. Wait for another one week or two weeks or one month or two years or one year. If things don't change, you didn't get mercy. You know, it's, I'm telling you. This is how you know, because these are spiritual things. These things work. You can't obtain mercy and things will remain the same. Things will not remain the same. Why? Because you have obtained mercy. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Did you get that? Yes, in the atonement, on the day of atonement in Israel, God said they should fast. Alright? And in the atonement, you don't... It's a feast. 
But it's a feast that you, you celebrate fasting. <laughs> Amen. In other words, if you're coming to the atonement, the high priest goes into the holy of holies once every year. That's during the atonement. Okay? And then he steps in for Israel. Until he comes back, nobody eats anything. In other words, there's this consciousness of, look, Lord, we lean on you. We trust in you. You are our sanctification. You are our, what? Righteousness. We lean on you. We trust in you. Amen? So, that is how to observe that Feast of the Atonement. Are you from what I'm saying here? But if you look at the New Testament church today, there are a lot of things we still have to catch up with. <laughs> you see people do wrong and they tell you, what is it? There's no bitter herb. You want to appropriate the Passover and you're, you're eating it with um, no bitter leaf now. Which other leaf is very sweet? Huh? Huh? I don't know what. For, so somehow that that godly sorrow is not there. There's not. See, mercy, mercy will not come that way. Amen. Now let me show you the scripture. Jesus told a parable. Rebuking those who trust in their self-righteousness. In Luke chapter number 18. Let me show you. Are you getting blessed? Okay. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's start the reading from verse 9. From verse 9, let's read. It says, and he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Okay? Read on, read on, out loud. Let's go. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Okay? The Pharisee stood and prayed and thought with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Now wait, wait, wait. Who is praying here? The Pharisee. Now, I'm going to first pray like that. Some of us call it confidence in God, the finished work. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ right now, I come and say, Jesus died for me now. Let me have the mercy here. Alright, God says, He died for you. He didn't live for you, for your sins to be forgiven. So, if, if somebody died to bail you out. Okay? You don't come out of the prison and say, Ah, I want to do it again. Amen? Sometimes people do things, no, no bitter herbs in their mouth. And they want to be eating the Passover lamb. It says New Testament. You don't understand righteousness. That's, that's not righteousness. If you understand righteousness, there's a justice side of righteousness. And there's the messy side of righteousness. If you understand the messy side of righteousness without understanding the justice side of righteousness, you are going to abuse righteousness. There's going to be an abuse. Righteousness abuse. Are we together? All right. So look at the Pharisee here. He's praying. Let's, let's listen to his prayer again. <laughs> Alright, All right. Let's, let's read together again verse 11. 1, 2, 3, let's go. And the Pharisees stood and prayed 
thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican <laughs> in church. Okay, verse 12. Let's go. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Uh-huh. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his chest. In other words, in repentance. Wait. Ah, I can feel the burden of what I have done. No condemnation, because if there was condemnation, I would not have come. But godly sorrow, yes. Bitter herbs, yes. You can't steal from someone and say, Father, I thank you for the righteousness of faith to steal. It is wrong. That's not it. Sometimes, we, that's why people look at God and say, well, if these people are behaving this way, I don't want to serve their God. Amen. Amen. You come broken with a contrite heart. Oh God. So There is nothing I can hold on to here other than what Christ has done for me. The bitter herbs are in your mouth. You are chewing the Passover meat, lamb. Alright, you taste fat somewhere and oil and the beef. Are you from saying here? You taste it. And then <laughs> the bitter herb overwhelms and covers the taste. Such that everything now tastes what? Bitter. God says, eat it fast. <laughs> that is how to obtain mercy. The angel of destruction will pass you over. But don't eat your meat without bitter herbs. Eat it, eat it. Amen. Amen. Look, at, look at the publican. Oh, he smote his chest ah, in repentance. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Acknowledgement. In other words, he acknowledged the wrong things that he had done, right? Okay. Do you know that some of us don't acknowledge wrong things anymore? It's just like you hired a lawyer to defend you in the court of law. But you didn't tell the lawyer, your lawyer, the whole truth about what happened. You've lost the case already. <laughs> the high priest says, well, so what happened? I said, I didn't do anything wrong. I will show you. I have scriptures. Amen. Praise God. Saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Alright, go on. I tell you, this man, this publican, this man, went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. In the presence of God, you abase yourself. In that abasement, God will lift you. Can someone say amen to that? And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Now let me tell you something. You know what happens when you begin to 
lean on listen very carefully you want to you you have made your presentation you submitted your proposals and everything and then you now come and you're telling the lord lord the proposal is the best i know that it will win the contract i know this i know and you're saying god says oh yeah that's fine let it win it for you amen but when you come and say lord i have done what i needed to do but i'm not leaning on what i have done i'm leaning on you and your righteousness and your grace and your mercy and your favor all right and then you're there lord i trust in you I trust in you. Sombra tegra sandala broshatea. Amen. Before you know it, amongst all the virgins, your Esther will stand out. And the king looked and said, This one does not have the usual makeup and makeover and everything. And I like her. And everybody liked her and loved her. And she found favor. Oh dear, she leaned on the favor of God, the mercy of God. See, let me tell you something. I finished, I finished with the first class. Amen. All right. If we sit down, if I sit down with people here and we want to write exams, all right, there are many of us that can beat me to it. Glory to God. I'm humbling myself. Glory to God. But the mercy of God gave it to me. See, you see, when you're operating by mercy, it has nothing to do with the standard of men. It has nothing to do with what obtains with men. It has everything to do with the sovereignty of God. See, the sovereignty of God will overrule the decisions of men. Why? Because, listen very carefully, when God shows his sovereignty, sovereignty simply means, I am God. And this is my choice. People may not like it. Amen. I saw a lady, the way she was walking like this, you know, you can see pride. Ah. I said, look, that's why it's good to learn things early in life. Oh, humble yourself and learn. <laughs> she was walking like this. <laughs> I said, life has a way of bringing you, teasing you to your size. Continue. Better humble yourself and let God help you. Which one is, uh, somebody saw me and said, hey, and I'm older than Shogun Bajo. And I said, look at you. Methuselah, continue. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking up to God for mercy. You are looking up to your age. The ageless one will look at you and say, subtract your age from my own. <laughs> continue. Look at you. Let's be upstanding. Time. (laughs) Amen. I want you to see, I want you to go up to God for the next just two or three minutes. Just cry out for mercy. Now hold on to that profession of your faith and say, Lord, Jesus died for me. That's not my certificate, not my pedigree, not my, you know, certifications, not uh, who I know. <laughs> Lord, it's just your mercy. I lean on your mercy absolutely. <laughs> oh, dear Lord God Almighty.
sonda labrato kresi katila mahandele groshatia erono sobaratile greshade sonde nabara sotanangrede songre teklatonde librashanda lamandirade kande reposa kitala mandede oh come on come on come on can you just talk to the lord right now concerning marriage mercy lord Concerning childbearing, mercy Lord. Concerning my career, mercy Lord. Mercy, 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 mercy. Come on, go ahead. Ask God for mercy. That the mercy of God will stand you out. The mercy of God will command the grace of God on your life. The mercy of God will bring favor. The mercy of God will open doors for you. Come on now. Sombra tekre sokratila brahaya. Lena mano crosse na mante clana brusa da ge sonde le broca shakatila cria longre toca sofregedisha sombra tele crusha roda casa baratia thank you jesus